Change Cultivators guests, we are back with Julie Ruska. If you missed part one of our discussion with her, grab it on your favorite podcast channel. Uh, so Julie, it's good to have you back in the studio. You're here with Patrick and I. Um, and for this section, I really want to focus on uh, what you are seeing as the biggest changes in organization. So, you know, you've discussed with Patrick and I a lot of change that you've seen in the business sector over the last two, three years, notwithstanding the pandemic impact. Um, and I'd like to just chat through, I mean, you've been coaching, you know, pre-pandemic, dur during and now as we're getting out of it, what are the biggest changes you're seeing over the last you know, sort of 36 months in companies, given world events and changing business patterns um, around us? I think there's a huge shift that's happening in the purpose of work and um, the, the um, things that people really want instead of just a paycheck. They're looking for a culture. They're looking for meaning in the things that they do. And so the shift is, as we evolve with hybrid models, returning to the office, all of the different things, companies have to adapt. And what's interesting is that some leaders are really open to it and some aren't. And, and the companies as a whole, even some of the things they're producing, if you look at like Peloton and Zoom, who, who went way up during the pandemic and, and then they came down and they had to start laying off um, many of their employees, there's just so many shifts happening and an effective leader needs to come in and they need to stabilize the situation. And then they need to look at what's working and what's not working. And so there are a lot of things that um, leaders need to do differently to engage their people and energize their organizations. And what are those things that you're seeing? Like how can a leader look more deeply like in in practical terms so you know from a day-to-day -day basis what are the characteristics that leaders need to have today that they didn't have three years ago or didn't need three years ago i think it's really important that leaders have an a strong emotional intelligence and they also need to be more visionaries it's important that they shift from the day-to-day -day kind of management style of leadership and into a more visionary leadership where they look ahead and they say, here's where we're going, here's why we do what we do and come along with us. So they have the vision and then they enlist people, they enlist collaborators. Instead of looking at people as employees, they're now collaborators and they're working together, they're empowered and they're moving toward a mission. So you you've focused quite a lot on individual leadership coaching over the years, and you've moved more towards team coaching now. So I'd love you to sort of map that uh, to to what you've just covered off uh, with our listeners. And I want to you use a, a program or a framework called the E6 Leadership Framework. Yes. Um, how much has that got to do with this shift? And and you know, looking at you know spending time with individual people versus teams now. I think it's really important that every organization has a visionary leader. And so I love to work with individuals through a leadership framework called the E6, which is envision, enlist, embody, empower, evaluate, and encourage. And to me, of those, the big three are envision, enlist, and empower. So it starts with a strong visionary leader, 
But if you don't have a team that's on board, and that's that second realm of enlisting collaborators, then you're not going to achieve success. And so it's twofold there. You really need to develop a strong leader, a person that has strategic change in mind, and they, we want to make sure they have strong problem-solving capabilities, effective communication skills, and the ability to really bring a presence of confidence, but calm. I think that's something that we really noticed in the pandemic was the game changer. The leaders that remained calm and focused and looking ahead at all times, instead of getting caught up in reactivity, they were proactive. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's when you nervous in times of change, it's how do I know that my ship's captain's steering the ship? You know, it's, it, as you say, it's that, that sort of calmness. And, you know, we, we've spoken about this great resignation, you know, and, and you're talking, obviously this has come out of the, the pandemic and, employees realizing they can actually carve out their own work life now you know they don't have to fit into structures you know they can come and make their own decisions and you know you talk about the visionary always thinking ahead because I would you say also employees are get bored quicker now because they've realized they can actually be the the master (laughs) of their own painting now you know versus waiting for someone else to create their art so you know you talk about working with teams there is a there's also the challenge now you're working more with teams, but they're also more remote. So it's quite a complex move. Very much so. Dealing with. Very much so. And and there are a few things you brought up there that I'm going to try to address really with a visionary leader. You have to enlist the collaborators. You have to bring them on. I don't know that people are really bored as much as they want meaning. They want purpose. They don't want to go and punch their time clock and check out. They want their life to be about something more, which is why we see the hybrid models, especially with parents who've decided that they want more time with their children. Um, I think that's where there's a big shift too. It's looking at life as a whole and saying, is this enough for me? And a lot of the great resignation, the answer was no. It was a resounding no. And so the challenge that companies are facing now is how do you create a culture that's really strong, regardless of whether people are in the office or in a hybrid model? And that's where the high performance team building and the high performance training comes in. The focus there is to engage people and energize organizations. And so it's all focused on accelerating innovation, optimizing the holistic person, health and wellness. It's not just about coming in, here's your business, focus. It's the whole person. And then you have to create this vision that people actually want to be a part of. It inspires collective agility. It builds momentum. It helps people really get excited again. And when you're excited about what you're doing, you're more willing to commit and stay loyal to it. So let me set a scenario for you. Are you up for that, Julie? Yes, absolutely. So you are now running a workshop with some leadership team that you've done, right? And you're kind of 
sometimes we talk about these things in terms of principles and things, and it's really hard for leaders and leadership teams to say, what do you really want me to do? So there's two, there's two of the E's that, I, that I'm, I'm intrigued a lot of. How do I make sure I'm enlisting people and how I make sure I'm empowering people? Because that's how I hear those two. So yeah. dimensionalize that a little bit, maybe click it down a little bit more granular for our listeners. Like yeah. how exactly do you smack how them over the head? <laughs> how, do, how do you smack them over the head and say, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're nodding your head. I need to enlist and empower my people. But what are you doing? Like, what is a, what is a tangible thing that you're forcing them to do in a workshop? Well, <laughs> I love, we're not hitting people over the head and I'm not forcing <laughs> anyone. Um, it, it's a collaboration. So there always has to be, like I said, a visionary leader, but the only reason there needs to be a visionary leader is to get the ball rolling. So what an executive team needs to do is get together and focus on creating a powerful vision because people support what they create. So it is a collaboration. It's a discussion. It's looking ahead and saying, what do we want our company to be all about? You know how most companies have a mission statement and they're completely mm -hmm. useless? Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so this is kind of looking at that and saying, if we were starting from ground zero, if we were looking at the products our company produces or, or the, the services we offer here, what do we wanna be about? What's the mark that we want to make on the world? And it starts with that executive team coming on. So enlisting is about giving people an opportunity and that's when empowerment comes in too. Decision-making authority there to decide what's the vision and then from there, deciding where each person fits within the vision. So that's a lot of what we do. We create a vision, we get people on board because everyone is gonna have a part in it. If not, again, they're gonna be disengaged. And over time, those disengaged employees are drain on the company. They're either going to quit or be fired and it's gonna take the company off track. And it's not really even the employee's fault because as a leader, right. you've got to set people up for success. So it's like a team. It's like a sports team. You're on the field. Everyone has their position and yes. they know the, 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 you know, the role that they're playing in the team. But if you all say to somebody, I mean, I'm going to use a rugby analogy because I'm South African, but, um, you know, just go get on the field and win the game, but nobody knows what position they're playing or where they're going. You land up with disaster. And that's the leader's role, not the player's role. Absolutely. But what's different here in this form of leadership is that people have a say in what they're doing. They don't yeah. just get assigned. It's not like the, you know, a team where the coach is like, Hey, I want you here. I want you there. And I think that's one of the big shifts we're talking mm -hmm. about is it is a more collaborative effort. It is saying, here's a vision. What do you all think? What are you uniquely qualified to do? Yeah. And so allowing, so you're saying allowing the team to sort of co-create the game plan. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why we have the vision we enlist the collaborators and looking at people as collaborators instead of employees shifts the paradigm there too. Yeah, it is, because it it's is. not just, I'm the boss, you're my employee, yeah. Yeah. do what I say. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. even though it's 2022, we still have a lot of companies that are run like that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's a power shift, right? It, I mean, it, you hate to talk about it in those terms, but it's the notion of you actually have to realize your talent 
Yeah. You serve your talent, right? You have to, you have to address your talents need. And so the whole talent development piece has flipped from, I need to find these qualities in a person to saying, I need to get the right people with the right qualities, but I need to serve, be in service to them because they are what actually gets it done. Uh, it gets our business done and gets our growth done. So that whole collaborator model that you're talking about is so changing in terms of how you think about creating a work team environment. Absolutely. It's like when you start with the vision, the visionary person, it's not about I need this, this and this. It's like who, who on my team that I already have. And then sometimes it's who do we need that we don't have? Right. Perfect. I love it. I love it. So there you have it, listeners. Julie's given us her views on the the greatest and the most significant changes, you know, she's seeing in, in companies over the past few years and uh, join us for uh, part three of our discussion with Julie, where she'll be taking us through some of her advice on practical tips in driving and dealing with change. So log on to your podcast platform and don't miss the last part of the series. Whoa, whoa, through life and move ahead to your destination. Shine so high.